It's a sexy satisfied. Look at my juicy thighs. It's a sexy satisfied. Come and slide inside. It's a sexy satisfied. On a ride you like a bride. Yeah. Sexy satisfied. I'm going to pop you, come inside. Oh, <laughs> my sister. He said, come inside. What? Woo. Hello. Oh, Hello. my God. We're here. Okay, wait, wait. We're here. And it's not even just us being here. Like, we really here. Like, I'm here in Texas, y'all. Oh, you know what they say. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's your girl Kai My Love. Hi, be holistic healer. Oh my god, I missed you so much. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, Kyrie, because we ain't did this in a minute. We ain't did I this. even missed you. It's been a minute, people. Kyrie even now. Kyrie missed y'all. You know that this is something very special. <laughs> What's up with it, y'all? It is October, baby. It's, it's October. about to be our two-year anniversary. Hello, 2020. Hello. Are we here? We made it. We did, we did. And we're almost through it. And we almost through it, we're about to get over it, okay? All right, so we have two uh, dynamic, I can't even, I don't even know how much accolades to give this, this two, these two people are guests. They're a couple, um, they're elders, they're fiery and fierce and living life in every which way they can. Um, we're gonna have some good conversations tonight. We're gonna laugh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna learn, I'm so excited. Venus, you got your, uh, your, what you call it? Your PSA for the, the, the youngsters? You know I got my PSA for the people. Hey, people. Okay, so Sexy Side to Side is a podcast that is sexually liberated for those who are 18 and older. Yes, yes, yes. 18 and up. Not 18 and under, but 18 and over. So, if you're <laughs> over and you good, that's great. Please continue to listen, enjoy, take in the conversation. And if you're under 18, as in 17... 16, 15, 14, and under, okay? Get off. Go. <laughs> Go away. Close the screen. Do whatever you need to do to get away. But guess what? I know you're not going to listen because <laughs> you're a rebellion. Yes, you are a little rebel, you. So what I want you to do is take notes. Get some information. Soak up the game from us. You have a array of generation and age and wisdom here tonight. So what y'all need to do is soak up this game. You feel me? Make sure, again, always, ladies, gents, non-gender conforming, they, then, their transgender folk, never let anybody touch your genitalia with dirty ass hands. I repeat, never let the little phalanges touch your genitalia with dirty hands. Why? Because you don't want to get COVID. You don't want to get what else? What is uh, yeast infection? You don't want to get trichomonas. You don't want to get there's so many different things. You don't you want, get. You want back there, bacteria vaginosis. Mm. You don't want nasty stuff down there. So mm. on all ends, please wash your hands before you try to have a little bit of fun. Okay, okay. Passing it over to Karishi. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all of that. Um, and I don't know if Venus told you, but since you're gonna listen anyway, go talk to your auntie your uncle, your big homie, and, and talk about the podcast and get some get some game. Make sure you're not just talking to your peers, all right? Yeah. Um, all right, so we have these two amazing guests. So first, um, uh, we have Miss Claudette. Tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do. I do a couple of things. Uh, 
but what I'm here to talk about is pleasure, passion, turn on, taking the patriarch out of my system and what it is to be just like, have my erotic self turned on and turned up. And I, I do that for women all over. I love it. So you actually put on workshops and things, you teach women how to, how to reach that same place. Yeah, the organization name is Taking Women, Taking Women Higher. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people may want to come about relationships, but uh, they don't know how to have a relationship with themselves and how to turn themselves on and keep themselves in pleasure and how to do it for themselves. They don't even have to know how to give themselves cookies. They don't know how to do a lot of things. But um, yeah, I, I do uh, retreats on Zoom now. And uh, yeah. I love it. I actually uh, met this woman and she was 50 something, I think. Um, but she had just all this trauma sexually. And I was like, oh, I have the perfect person for you to talk to because I, I did a little bit. But, you know, I think that she needs she needs she needs some some more stuff, some more time. So I was like, oh, I got the perfect person for you to go and tap back into that pleasure zone uh, with. Um, so I referred her to you. And I, you all don't know this, but I, one of the biggest reasons why I started the podcast is because I remember doing the vagina monologues one time. And, you know, at that point, when you do the vagina monologues, you talk about all the things, right? All the monologues, like it's like a deep study, like a lot of the show is the process of actually learning the monologues and the discussions that take place with the cast, not even just what put, you put on. And, um, I, I was talking to my family about everything. And I remember going back to my mom and I was asking her if she had ever had an orgasm. And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm in my twenties. She, I've been having orgasms since I was like six or seven. And it just never occurred to me that my mother had never had an orgasm. And I was like, two marriages later, two children later, like if you had an orgasm, you wouldn't know that. That would be something that you knew. So um, I just really wanted to start this to, uh, empower women to learn their bodies, to love their bodies, to explore themselves sexually, and to create crosstalk between um, men and women. So we have Mr. Ade. Ade, tell the people about yourself. What you well, in light of this program, I just want to say that one of the pleasures and privileges I have in this lifetime is being next to Claudette and watching her open up so many avenues for women to experience themselves as beautiful and sumptuous and delicious and effervescent. I mean, I could go on because what she has been up to has had a telling effect on my sexuality mm -hmm. and my sense of being a man. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Ain't getting old no time soon. <laughs> I said something to her the other day. I was like, oh, he got to keep up with you, huh? She said, yes, he does. I love it. But you know what I love about that is, as I'm listening to you, Ade, so many men, because uh, uh, Claudette, you were talking about like stomping out the patriarchy, right? And so that's what happens oftentimes in relationships, I think, is that um, men are so insecure 
and so caught up in the in the the veil of patriarchy that they wouldn't where you're saying I day is the exact opposite for you where you're getting to sit and be bear witness and be impacted by her growth and her awakenings and so often we see men who um, are intimidated and try everything they can to like uh keep the woman that they're with down where they don't realize that it's a that it could benefit them too Tremendous. I mean, the, the whole thing about men and being in control of the situation and family, being the head of the family and all of that is so much BS. Mm -hmm. I just is, is not true. And the paradigm is shifting here, thanks to women like you and Venus, Venus and Claudette. And I mean, so that men can still be, can still recognize the dom that's in them without being in this threatening, this mode of threat. If, if you don't do it my way, it's the highway. Mm. That's, this, this has got to be a partnership. This has got to be a dance. Yes. Like, you know, we should, it's a dance. You, she can, ah, it's just, I feel more of the leader now in the relationship than in our sexual relationship than ever before. Is that right? That's right, and we've been married 36 years. Wow, okay, so. And so the stronger she gets, mm -hmm. the stronger I get. Mm. Ah. So it's actually the opposite of the male fear, right? So you're saying she gets stronger, I get stronger. But what I think the fear is, is that if she gets stronger, I get weaker. Mm. Mm. I'm actually appreciating her more for her strength, for her initiative, for her, um, I want to say her is it's trailblazing, if I could just say that, you know. But I mean, she introduced me, you know. I, if I go raw, and she's gonna go ma raw ma raw. Rama, oh yeah, I love it. Um, so riddle me this. Uh, what is a position, each of you, I want each of you to answer this, but what's a position you love and something you want to try? You mean the sexual position? Yes. So, um, God. I normally don't have a, like, a go-to position mm -hmm. because I like to feel it and get into whatever that new position is. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like that's a position, but uh, I think what we haven't done is a menage de trois or a full, full out orgy. We haven't done one, any of that. And I think today more, you know, I had this conversation with myself maybe two days ago. Uh -huh. You know, I talk to myself all the time. I tell be quiet, I'm talking to myself. So I tell myself I'm talking to myself. So <laughs> be quiet. And I was saying, I'm mature enough now. I'm 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 confident enough now Ooh. that if the menage de trois was a, a, another woman, that I wouldn't be jealous or Ooh. suspicious or anything that today I'm comfortable enough if I wanted to do some of that, you know. If I wanted to do that, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable enough. So I would say for me, um, uh, 
that 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 that's a scene that I can play. What uh what helped you get there? To that what 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 has helped you get to that place of comfort and uh, awareness of self? No, is uh, uh, let me see. I, my head's cleaned out. My head's cleaned out. The 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 commercial world is out of my head. Mm. What I should look like. Mm. What I shouldn't look like. Mm -hmm. If she, if another person looks thinner than I am, or whatever then she could steal my man mm. or like, so all of those limited thoughts, um, I don't have it. And maybe time, you know, 36 years together is like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, where am I going? We're not going anywhere. And if there, what else got me is my own confidence and my own mastery. Mm. You know, I have mastery in being a, a submissive. I have mastery, I'm not passive. Um, um, and, I, and I like pleasure. So it's not, oh yeah, one of the, I have to do this a lot with women. I had to take religion, Christianity, even though it's been years, you know, I went to seminary for a minute and it's been years since I discovered that ain't right. However, it was still in me. Mm -hmm. subliminally in my subconscious about that that's bad that's wrong mary was a prostitute mm -hmm. elizabeth and elizabeth was old and barren when she had john and mary was young and vir virgin and the only reason for this whole thing was for reproduction so mm -hmm. taken is like you know i i do pole dancing and mm -hmm. we are um, in the strip. And so when I teach people about um, on revealing in the strip, it's like, I don't want you to reveal and do the strip for the person that you think is sitting in the chair and watching. I want you to take off that limited conversation like my body is nasty. And I want you to get turned on by all of that. So I had to to relearn, I had to more than relearn, let a whole lot of things go. Yes. And when a lot of things go, you're, you're, what you're left with is, okay, now what? Yes. And I choose pleasure. I heard that. I heard that. Thank you. We're going to go back to that. What about you, Ade? What's the position you love? And well, well, my life just keeps expanding. Like I said, I'm following her lead a lot. When she started pole dancing, <clears throat> my Christmas gift to her was a pole in the bedroom. Okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> your Christmas gift for her or your yeah. Christmas gift for you? <laughs> Look, and then and then when you get paid, you go to the you go to the bank and you get like $100 in funds. And then you just make it rain <laughs> and then y'all just put that to the side for, you know, a rainy day. You know what I'm saying? You make it rain in the house. You understand <laughs> me, right? <laughs> He'd be like, babe, uh, I got, I got, I got this new uh, outfit for you to try. 
<laughs> and we do have I do have a lot of outfits. Yeah, she stopped when she stopped wearing that old set of I don't know pajamas and that raggedy uh robe. Yeah, she threw robe. that away. I knew we were on to a new life. You know that robe that little red the 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 wolf in little red riding hood had on that old flannel thing in the book. It's like, yo, where you going with that? <laughs> I mean, she didn't have, she hasn't worn her high heels at the bed yet, you know. But I'm waiting for the day when they don't come off, you know. I mean, she finished her pole dance and it just plopped. I mean, there was once a time she said, Let's let me see what it feels like to be tied up. Oh honey, I found some rope and we tied up, you understand? <laughs> I, I, ah! I told when I when I uh when we learned to tie tie up, I said, oh, I have to change my, my voice machine, my answer machine and say, sorry, I can't speak to you now. I'm all tied up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it. <laughs> I love it. But you know, oh, Ade, what's something you want to try? I don't know. I, I See, I don't have it like a, a scene thing, see? I got it like it's all creativity. Every mm -hmm. night is creativity. Mm -hmm. So I, I I have it like what, it just kind of like a, it comes through, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think we've had the same position more than twice in 36 years. No, that's not true. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 find, we may find a position and then we'll write it until it's done. Got you. Got you know, this this is good. And then we ride it till it's gone, done. And then it's done. That makes sense. Really? Did, okay, do y'all mind telling people how old you are? No, I don't mind. I used to be able to 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 uh say my age backwards. Like if I was 62, I say, oh honey, I'm 27, but I'm 66. So I can't say anything backwards. If I say backwards, I'm still 66. And then if he says his age, it still won't get no better. <laughs> I'm a young 76. Yes. I, and 76. Yo, I, oh my, you know, y'all, like, this is mm -hmm. also overwhelming because in society, we think that, you know, once you get to a certain age, yeah, it don't not, come up no more, right? Right, like it don't. You, you can't get it up no more. Right, you can't get it up. Wet anymore? Or you right. don't even want it anymore. I have yeah. I work with all of those women. I'm like, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Right. People marry for, and and they haven't had sex with each other in 10, 15 years. I said, y'all ain't marry your roommates. <laughs> Exactly. Y'all are roommates. Y'all not even friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. They going to give you a little back massage. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are roommates. But you know, yeah. it, it was interesting when uh, Ade was talking about uh, when he he knew it was a shift when you change your pajamas, right? And I think that there, I the way I hear people talk about relationships and it's like, okay. Um, there's all this spice leading up to the marriage and maybe the first couple of years. And then now, you know, me and I'm comfortable and now I don't have to work. There's nothing that I have to do. And there's an assumption that the spice is just going to continue without any investment in the spice. 
First of all, as you get older, your, your, your desires, what you desire and how you desire it changes. So I remember when we got to, maybe I was in my 50s mm -hmm. and, and the desire then changed to, we got, we're gonna learn this Tantra thing mm -hmm. because who, who I was was no longer, huh, huh, I wasn't no longer, I wasn't doing a cynical dance, Senegalese dance any longer. You know, it was more jazz and, and connection. Um, and then, and at the same time, this was after, it came right after menopause. And you know, for me, and like a lot of women, I don't know who named this thing menopause, but it's true. Men are on pause, men on pause, <laughs> men wow. on pause, men on pause. And so that you, you go through things, but if you, if you don't stay in tune with, you know, and it's not just in the bedroom, it's not just sex. People, women give their lives away to causes, to their children, to their family, to the neighborhood, and, and, and they don't feed themselves. They, mm -hmm. they just give it up. You could, just look at people, look at women, how they dress. Mm -hmm. It's like, who, who are you going home to? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Who are you be with? I ain't going home to nobody, Miss Claudette. I'm lonely. I, and, I, I, I'm cold and, at night. And lying about it. And going, I don't need no, and I don't care if it's a man or a woman. I, so I'm going to put it that way. They just say, I, I don't need nobody. I'm fine by myself. That's oh, like. I no, I'm not. Please. I'm alone. I'm cold. I was mm -hmm. trying to massage my back with a back massager and it hurt to do that because somebody else has to do it, okay? Like, it's a, it's a hard world out here. And, you know, people, this is what I think is special also about this episode, right? Because you guys have, one, first of all, you're a Black couple, right? That's like the first thing that you see. You're a Black couple who has this wisdom about sexual pleasure and energy for each other and you guys have been together for 36 years I don't know how long you've known each other you know what I'm saying that's just like that's just a piece so for the simple fact that you guys have this energy with each other for the fact that you guys evolve with each other and it's like evolving with the time you know you're not getting stuck in one place like oh well oh well you want to pole dance well what you want to pole dance who you want to pole dance for why you want to pole dance all of a sudden Cause you know, like when, when somebody in a relationship wants to try something new, all of a sudden, oh, oh, well, you must be cheating on me. You must be stepping out. You must be hearing something or learning something from somebody else outside of this relationship that got you thinking that you want to try something different. What's wrong with what we've been doing, right? But that's how relationships don't hold on to each other, right? That evolution is important because you guys are growing up together. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about being children growing up together and, oh, yeah, we, we went through school together. This is my high school sweetheart. Blah, 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 blah. No, it gets to a point where 36 years, like, I'm 29. So I'm in my second chapter of my life where for the next 28 years it's going to be whatever I decided to be, right? So you guys did that and you guys had each other on this journey and you guys was able to support each other and help mold one another. It's about, like, you guys had happiness already. You guys just kind of like in, 
increased happiness together, if you understand what I'm saying. I think uh, um, although I wasn't sexually active as a teenager, um, again, because I was a Christian, I was, I was going to wait till I get married. And so, but I do remember what I said to, I think a lot is on the woman, on the feminine. Mm. I remember saying to our day, do you remember what I said? Tell him what I said to you when you were going out. He was going to a large group and I knew what they were going to say in this group. They were going to say, if you're available, and it, it was only our second or third month of dating. And they were going to say in this meeting that I wasn't going to be at, if you're available, stand up. But before he got to the meeting, what did I say to you? I'll take care of all your sexual needs, honey. Is that like yeah, that, right? I said, I knew he, what was, I said, are they, we, we just stated, I want you to know that I want to be the one that take care of all of your sexual needs and desires. And I haven't stopped. <clears throat> and then, and then the next day, when I was in a room full of about 350 people, and some gorgeous women from all over the states. They say, if you're available, now is the time to stand up. And guess who couldn't stand up? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I still and I still know that. I, I still know that. Um, so I'm gonna give you an example. Um, so when I did, when I went menopause, men on pause, when I went that way, it affected him. What, it, what he then be, couldn't, he wouldn't stay erect long. And then we started thinking, we're not gonna do Viagra, but we started thinking about some other things to do. I want you to know we didn't, he did nothing. I did all the work. What I did was I got my turn on back. Mm. And when I got my turn on back, mm. he got his, his yeah. erection back, yeah. you know, but it's, it's, and so I think women, women have to let men know. And I tell them all the time, if you do what I do, you're going to get the benefit and you're going to feel real good. So then it's, then there's no threat. It's not who am I going to dance for? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? First of all, I'm doing it because I'm Claudette. Mm -hmm. and I can do anything I damn right want to do. That's right. I'm Claudette. And second is, I'm a us. Mm -hmm. So just like I'm not going to cook dinner for myself, I'm going to cook it for us. Yeah. When I'm dancing or when I, and I don't dance for make it rain. I dance for the feeling, mm -hmm. for the feeling. And I'm doing it for us because we, we're going together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's so important. Um, that's so beautiful. Not only important, but is it beautiful? It's like, and, and, and the fact that Ade is so comfortable and confident in his lane, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a big ass problem. That like, it's a problem if he wasn't, right? Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able just to be Claudette. And you would be able to be Claudette, but it would be uncomfortable in your relationship because it's like, I'm going to be me. And if I can't be me, that means I can't be with you because it can't be us if I can't be me. Exactly right. I, I, uh, when you were talking earlier, Claudette, I was thinking, um, you know, I always tell people that women uh, use love as a form, sacrifice as a form of love. 
And you're right, we sacrifice for everybody and everything. Um, and I think even before what you're saying, Venus, about like she couldn't be her, I don't even think for a lot of women, women what who I am is even a question. Like, I don't even think, like, I'm sure a lot of the women you're even working with, they're just now asking some of those critical questions of themselves. Because That's why I like working with the older women, women mm -hmm. older than 42, because let's say you got married or you had that baby at 20 by 42, that if you go in this route, that kid's finishing college and he ain't coming home. And so the empty nest is there. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a partner in the house, mm -hmm. the empty nest is there. And it's in that empty nest. By the time you're 47, that's when it's going to hit. And it's going to hit like, where the hell am I? Who am I? And that's in when women ask that question. And and if you don't, if you go to somebody like me, you're going to get yourself. If you go to somebody else, they're going to say, well, you should look at having a new career. Or maybe moving. Mm -hmm. All these external things. But when you work with me, what you're going to get is how turned on and how excited it is to be you and use that yoni magic for receptivity to bring it to you everybody wants to know what's the secret it's the yoni honey it's the yoni i'm so happy to say that because look this is the thing and people tease me all the time they think i'm, I'm way too sexual right but I feel like that's your core. Like as a woman, that is my core self. That is where the magic happens. Like, like if 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 I am not attuned there, how do I attract anything else? How do I manifest anything else in my life? Like that, that is that is literally you being one with most high. Like, and if that's a block, everything else is gonna be a block. Yeah. So we do a process where we actually show them the anatomy of the cords, the vocal cords the, in the fifth chakra and in the second chakra. And, and you can see the similarities. So you mm. people go, I can't find my voice. I can't, that's cause your yoni ain't open. Ooh. You better say something. You better let them know. That go, okay, so that, that ties into, um, that ties in the chakras and everything, right? Like not having your, your, your foundation in your root chakra balance, right? Because it's like, I, I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago and she was asking me about chakras. I'm still new to chakras, you know? And, but I do understand that you gotta start from the base and work your way up. You know, like once you once you start from the bottom and you work your way up and then you go through your, your, cycle, your, your, your chakra cycle, right? Then you can, you know, focus individually on each one but you have to like unblock each one in order to like start to really develop things. That's the snake on calls from the bottom. If you notice how a snake on call, mm -hmm. you know, people want to preach, mm -hmm. or get spiritual from here up, mm -hmm. but that's half full, half empty. Mm -hmm. And it's useful. That's useful for some things. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about magic and turn on, um, when you told me I was a heathenist, a heathenist, because I like pleasure and, and pleasure isn't all about sex only. And I know we're talking about sex, but it's not, I know too many women who are having sex and ain't having no pleasure. Yeah. And I say this all the time and I'm not talking about 
um, being a lesbian. I'm not talking about that. But I'm going to tell you, if you're a woman and you don't know, know what pleasure is, what they used to do back in the day, they would teach women about their bodies when they were teaching women how to be muses and how to be cortisol. They'll teach, a woman will help, will teach you where the spots are on your body, what you can do. So then what I find is the more a woman is turned on and, and when you're touching another person, whether it's a woman or a man, it's not to turn them on, it's for you to continue to be turned on. It's an extension of your own. That's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Mm. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, and, and, and I want you to know another reason that day and I could stay together is because we are spiritual. We are highly spiritual. Mm -hmm. And we know that uh, pleasure isn't only intercourse. Mm -hmm. Like you can do a lot of other things and it's the same you know, the second chakra is for reproduction. And then I can get pregnant. At 66, I can get pregnant, but not with a baby, mm. but with a desire. And he can seed me. And we can hold this pregnancy together. And that it just, so even when we, we did be, um, we did um, Tantra meets BDSM. We did that series together mm. and we loved it because it was creating scenes inside of sensuality and pleasure and, and, you know, what are you going to do today to blow my mind, you know? So, but it's, it's always a dance. One of the things that I find interesting as I've gotten older is my understanding of my own pleasure, right? And so I think this is the other thing that's key. And, and what I love about y'all's story is that it's not a fixed thing, but I think people um, treat it like it's fixed. If you would have asked me about BDSM when I was younger, I would have told you, hell no. <laughs> Ain't nobody choking me. Ain't nobody whooping me. Like none of that. Like, I, like. Um, I also thought that I was, uh, I didn't think I was submissive when I was younger, but that's actually not true. And I don't like, I don't enjoy, um, I could have sex where I have to be a more dominant role, but it's not the same kind of enjoyment. There's not the same pleasure that I get out of, right? But there, there's a whole awakening. I'm 45 and there's a whole awakening that's happening with me today and what I understand about myself and my body that I, and I've been having sex since I was 15, but in no way did I understand that at 15, 25, even 35. And there are things that are still uh, coming to me today at 45. And what I say, that's the confidence mm. and the confidence that, because I find that BDSM is, is sacred. Mm -hmm. When I used to, what you, know, what you see in the movies and TV, I don't think they give it the right rep. Mm -hmm. Like it's some sick lunatics working out some sadistic bullshit. Mm -hmm. and that's not, for me, the devotional level, what the devotion um, and that the Dom is focusing on the sub's pleasure and the, and the sub is, is not passive, but active. Mm -hmm. And what you said was, I remember when I did, you know, cause I've been studying with Omar Pony mm -hmm. and I did uh, some of his submissive 
masculine submissive work. And what I got was, as you as you could tell, I I I have a voice, I can speak up, but I got that I what don't confuse my leadership or my boss, don't confuse that. I really got that I wasn't a, a dom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But but if you would just look at me straight on, you go, oh boy, she's she ready to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and and what 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 has happened in when Ade says his dom is stronger, it's only because my submissive is stronger. Facts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you what will you say, Dad? <laughs> he called you daddy. <laughs> a lot of what y'all were saying is rings true in a lot of many levels for me. Yeah, I've been to Egypt many times, as Karishi knows. Mm -hmm. And um, the trip along the Nile starts at the <clears throat> base chakra, Abu Simbel. And it's from there that things, we work it up all the way to the crown chakra mm -hmm. but in the process all of these vortexes these energy centers get uh revealed mm -hmm. and uh, so there is a sexual i don't know sexual life force all go together mm -hmm. you know you cannot have one without the other and then i'm thinking about shango in the Yoruba tradition, mm -hmm. and Shango being polygamous, yes, mm -hmm. with Oya and Oshun and Oba. Mm -hmm. And Oshun has this, what's that? Coquette. Yeah, coquettishness, you know, that Oya has this, I'm going to segment, that's the Egyptian goddess, I'm going to clear the path mm -hmm. so that something can come through here that's worth it. And, um, but there's the sense, and, and I, came into the tradition as Shango, you uh -huh. see. Me too. And then, then something happened and it became Ifa. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity that, that to mesh all of these archetypes together, the Dom, the submissive, the Shango, the Oshun, the Osiris, the, um, the Isis, mm -hmm. the Hathor, the, the, the Heru, the all Indian, of those. The and then the, um, what's the Indian, uh, Krishna. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them have this intricate and very delicate sexual relationship going on. This, this alluredness that will draw you in, that, that you will have to give up everything you got mm -hmm. in order to have what they have, in order to get with it. So there's a sense of having that, okay, that female inside of me revealed and looking and being with her. Mm -hmm. If that makes any, the, the, the that, feminine. that's feminine, that's submissive, that I that is inside of me, that is the partnership, it comes through her. Mm. I don't have to be that because she's giving that to me. She's mm -hmm. reflecting that for me. So there is a, a piece here that is the purpose of us being together. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of us being together has to do with the, um, the, re the revelation of who we are as whole, perfect, and complete, as an agency, as a sovereignty. Mm -hmm. The two sovereignties getting together is much, and sharing, bringing out what is within the other is much different than looking to 
uh, become whole and complete because now I got you with me. So all the spirit, the spiritual path has to do with the revelation of the that the that the physical is one aspect of it, but the physical is leading to this incredible experience of being whole and complete, whole, perfect, and complete as I am. That the I am is what's coming through, and the I am is the generative creative force that brings forth the fruit. And it can't happen without the seed and the soil coming together. Mm. And okay. that relationship of seed and soil coming together is the is what the sex is, is all of that activity that that and but it's more than that because it's the cook, it's the it's the how can I say it's the sometimes it's so good just feeling like it's coming on. Mm. You know, it's like the uh, what you call the lure. It, it's, it's like, don't you want to taste me, baby? I mean, come on, honey. You know, ain't nothing better in the world than a taste of this over here. You understand that? What can I do to appetize? Can I serve you an appetizer? Let me see what it need to be. Do, do I have to take off my shirt and show you the hairs on my chest? Do I have to rope you in and hold you like, you know, baby, like you ain't going nowhere. You know, I got you. I mean, what? <laughs> that that sometimes is 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 the sex. That is the. It's not always the intercourse. You know, yeah, the intercourse. It is all that accompanies it. And then what what I've learned, or I love, I'm, what I learned also in this lately, is that when it's done and the and the nut has happened and the orgasm has happened, it's the moments to be together after that. Mm. It's that. It's that intimacy is that oh I, I i ain't got enough for you yet i want to be closer to you now than i was a few minutes ago so it's like working when you're working a scene in bdsm mm -hmm. you know you set the scene and it's the the job of the dom to make sure the sub is is in her body and feeling safe it's just like in in when i'm doing my coaching like my mental health or whatever coaching, I'm working with someone and they have some kind of breakthrough. It's my job as their counselor or their coach to make sure we bring you back into your body so you can you don't have to go outside and get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. But the and and I love what you said um, that you're learning a lot about yourself and there's more to learn um, and. I think if we didn't have so many religious backgrounds that we can be freer. Uh, someone sent me this, this, uh, this text the other day. It says, uh, good dick makes a bitch act right. That was my dick. Is that good dick makes a bitch act right. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, uh, when we, when we look at the BDSM community or, you know, what I said to our day, maybe a month ago, I get it. It's, it's nothing but a bunch of archetypes. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 so let's go back to what do you wear to bed? And I train women this way. I say, um, you need to. And this is non-BDSM women conversation. 
I said, you need to be clear of what you, who, who you are going to bear. Cause there's so many of us in here. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different desires and personalities in here. You could be any one of them. Mm -hmm. And each one of them dresses differently. And what you want to have happen to you in the bed, it depends on what you, if, if are you gonna wear a two piece? Are you gonna wear this or you, whatever it is? It's a, it's a, it's a clear communication. I'm, it's non-BDSM, so I'm, I'm not going to necessarily have an outfit, but I am going to have the outfit so that my partner, so that I, they know if I have on pants and it's, 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 it's Victoria's Secret, it's nice and cute, but that means either none or we're going to have a little tough off hustle tonight because it ain't gonna be easy access <laughs> it ain't gonna be easy <laughs> what do you mean this about how often do y'all have sex a week <laughs> it could be it could be it could be i'm i'm gonna say it's probably not more than four or five times it's not seven consecutive day, days a week, but it could be as much as four times a week. Um, and yeah. That's beautiful. We just came back from um, St. Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. Which exquisite, exquisite timeshare overlooking the, the, the sea. I wake up in the morning, just pull the curtains back and there was the water, the horizon, the sky. I mean, it's just gorgeous king size bed and oh my god i mean it was just like nothing else going on you know like why you know, not we have a queen size bed in our home in hotels we have a king size bed i want you to know y'all could we, we can we can do different things in different size beds you know in a twin size bed you can't do what you can do in a king size bed so the, the, depending on the size of the bed is is depending on and it can expand the game. It can expand the reach. It's changing your life. I live in my spot for seven years and I've had multiple bed situations. I started off without a bed, right? We all start off without a bed. And then I had an air mattress, you know? Was fucking on that when my boyfriend got a hole in it. Had to set my game up, got a bed, right? Didn't have that bed anymore. Got rid of that bed. You know what? Because I live in a studio. I'm like, you know what? Let me just get a futon. So three <laughs> years of my life, I was on a goddamn futon. Fucking, mm. fucking on a futon. Like, I, the most uncomfortable. I wasn't riding. For three years, I did not ride dick for real. Because you can't <laughs> ride dick on a futon comfortable. Mm -hmm. you know, like, it, it hurt. It hurts. Like, I can do flat foot, but you can still only do so much. When I tell y'all, I have had my king-size bed in my studio apartment because I said, fuck it, fuck it. I've had my king-size bed for two years. And when I tell you, it's one of the best investments. Because even sleeping by myself, right? I can sleep wherever I want to. But mm -hmm. when I have a man in the bed, I'm 5'3". The men that I fuck with are usually 6'2", 6'3". You feel me? Like, I, that's just usually, that's just what it is. So they're always very comfortable in my bed because they can fit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of people, right? 
they can't fit on the bed. You know, talking right. about exactly. Yeah. That's, a, that's a perk of coming to my home and coming to my throne. You know, yes, so yes. I pissed off on that king size bed. We're going shopping tomorrow. We're going shopping. Love it. Um. So the 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 topic that I wanted, the main topic that I wanted to um to have tonight was does sex matter and I wanted lessons through the ages right and so um and I wanted that because I hear so many women I did a post today about it and I hear women all the time saying what you were saying earlier Claudette like I don't need sex it doesn't matter it's not that important all that right but literally when I'm being penetrated there is, I can feel the toxins being released. I can feel the stress being released. Like I can feel all of that magic happening in my body. And, and if I'm having sex regularly, I don't care about a whole lot of things. Like I'm not tripping about a lot of stuff. So even that, that quote that you had about uh, the dick is what the bitch needs or whatever that, like that is like, <clears throat> you tame me. Like, let me focus on what's important because all the rest of that, I don't have any energy for it. I've given it away. Like it's gone. Um, I, I do think sex matters. I think it matters a lot. Um, I, but you know, I'm a lot, around a lot of people who think it does. It doesn't, or they're too spiritual. But here's what I noticed: the I went to lunch with uh, someone, one of my students, and we're talking pleasure. And we, we, our dish was not, wasn't in, inexpensive. It was close to a $50 dish. Mm-hmm. And she tasted the food. She tasted the fish. And she said, it needs more salt. Do you know she never asked for the salt? She just stopped eating and took it home as a doggy bag. And that's what I think. And she doesn't have uh, intimacy. Um, she does, she's not sexually active. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you're not sexually active, you've trained yourself to do without, mm. to do without pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't ask for what you don't ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. I have friends who say, um, I try to tell my boyfriend or my husband, and then they he got upset. I said, honey, you don't bring that conversation up in the bed. That's not a bad conversation. He's he's getting ready to do his automatic thing. And I tell men all the time, if a woman, you know, I don't care. You may have slept with 69 women, Mm -hmm. but number 70 may not like what you've been doing with 69. Mm. So you you have to learn from women how to do women. But I say to women all the time, this man, he's getting ready to ride you and you're saying could you do this can you do i said honey that's not the time Mm -hmm. you know you in learning mastery you have to learn to let him know you get a better ride not in the bed you get a better ride if we do it this way you know just keep saying you get a better ride Mm -hmm. you get a better ride and then after you do that and he keeps seeing he gets a better ride, he's going to say, well, what else you got? <laughs> what else you got? I'd like to ride. <laughs> Long distance riding. Yes. Sex matters for sex and pleasure matters for 
full self-expression. And if you can't, if you don't have a partner, you know, last year, the OWN magazine had three separate articles on the power of masturbation. Mm. And they said it's a new thing of meditation. And I, well, I don't talk about masturbation because that sounds too masculine for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I work with women to have them pleasure bait, mm -hmm. like pleasure bait. And you, and so I talk to women all the time and I say, well, before, don't you masturbate? And they said, no, that's too much work. And I say, well, if you, if it's just you, Sally and her four sisters all the time, of course, it's a lot of work. Who wants to be doing this for a whole lot of work? Go get yourself some goddamn toys. Hello? Get yourself, the, the toys will do 90% of the work. All you gotta do is make sure the batteries are charged and move, change the thing from to do, do, do. Get the ones where the G-spot and the clit are being penetrated. Do your work. Cause even if you don't want no man, that is that is sex. So I, it's interesting. Like uh, I remember asking my grandmother and I hear women say this, like not like I, I asked my grandmother and she said it, but I've heard women say it a lot. And it's the idea like um, I've asked about masturbation and they go, I never needed to, I always had a man, right? Or, or like, no, that's nasty. I don't know, my guy will take care of that or whatever, right? And then I actually mess with a lot of young guys. And one of the things that I hear consistently from younger men is that they like dealing with older women because older women know what they want. That like, I'm a participant in my own pleasure. Like I'm not expecting it to be something that he has to unfold, figure out, like have a secret map to, like I, I'm in this thing with him, right? Because he's going to have a nut, right? Like, I want to make sure as much as I can that I'm going to receive pleasure too. Absolutely. Are they the sex matter? <laughs> I want to say some the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Am I done? <laughs> What? Come, on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I mean, besides, I was just thinking, any brothers, I don't know any men listening to this, but there have been different names. Um, and I used to have this conversation about <clears throat> working in the dark all the time, who the boss was. And the boss wanted to get a raise because he's tired of working in the dark in damp places all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> we had to be clear who was running the show because the boss is usually running the show. You understand? Mm -hmm. And the boss had many names. We used to call the boss Johnson. We call him Miller. We call him, um, what'd you call it? Mr. Pillow? Hello. Mr. Pillow. <laughs> and um, the other night, you know, things were hot and heavy and uh, Paul Bunyan showed up, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to know, you got to have what you would call the selves, right? These different selves that are part of my makeup. And uh, it's really great to have this pantheon of players available to do the acting, to take the stage at certain times, you yeah. know?
different archetypes. Used to be, I used to call it chime, you know, because I love to hear the bells ring when it got good. Mm -hmm. I'd ring your chimes, you understand? <laughs> I was really, yeah, so I would say all through my life, since I was a little boy, sex has been important. When I used to get into the, um, they used to get, in this place I lived in DC, they had this, uh, they would deliver these uh, <clears throat> refrigerators and in these big cardboard boxes. We take the cardboard boxes out into the, into the backyard and we play house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't be no more than five or six years old and we in there playing house, you understand? And, and house was feeling each other up and trying to get it to go. And I mean, it's five and six years old, y'all. That's how I was. Yeah, I, I mean, was. it's been like that ever since in the beginning. <laughs> so sex has been very important. I mean, how many times I sit and do my homework and instead of doing my homework, I'm just going, <laughs> shoot, boy. Yeah, I think, you know, if you, if you, if you would be able to see us, um, we look really good. We don't look like 66 or 76 at all. No. And I think sex has a lot to do, mm -hmm. not, not with the wrinkles, but our energy. Mm -hmm. And I think sex is like playfulness. It's, mm -hmm. and it's, sex is a, it's, it's, it's a good release sometimes. Sex is for different things. Sometimes it's for higher selves. Sometimes it's just like, oh, thank you for taking all of this toxic energy out of me, um, I think sex, I think sex and pleasure, pleasure is, is, is useful. I think, I actually think, uh, you know, I work with teen moms. Um, my youngest teen mom was 11. Mm -hmm. And so we know she wasn't having sex, somebody was sexing her. But I also think if young, if mothers knew the value of the body and could teach girls how to self-pleasure and how to know her body at 14 and 15, they wouldn't need to go out looking for yeah. um, whether it's their peer or some older man that uh -huh. they, they, got, I, they could say, I got this. Yeah. I got this. I know I know what I'm doing. I got this. And let it be known that that thing between your legs, that's a jewel. Mm -hmm. It's the most expensive jewel. That's why a lot of people want to snatch it and steal it. Because mm -hmm. it's a very, very, very expensive jewel. And if you don't know that, you keep giving it away. Mm. Giving it away and giving it away. I, I know so many people who, because, um, you know, I, I work with uh, teenagers, too, and I, I remember when I was growing up, when I was in high school, my best friend's mom gave her the book uh, at that time, uh, gave her the book, Dear God, It's Me, Margaret, when she got her period. My favorite book. Oh, my God. My mom introduced me to But imagine you start your period, and that's your mother's conversation with you, is handing you the book, Right to explain your period instead of your mother doing it, right? And I come from nurses, so like, I think I got cramps maybe like six months before my period actually started. And my mother took me to the whole, through the whole routine. Like I got a whole 
education about my period starting and pads and tampons and what you do so that when it actually happened, then I was ready. But I, I know girls today whose moms have not told them about their bodies. They didn't learn about their periods from, from their mothers. Um, I, you can't even learn mm. about a period. Mm. Yeah. The only time they, li they like their period is when it becomes a question. Do I have, when it's a question mark, do I, where's my period? Mm -hmm. <laughs> then when the period comes to go, oh, I love my period. Mm -hmm. But I remember when one of my daughters um, got her menstrual cycle and on the, by the second time it showed up, we had a, a ceremony for her. We had um, the flowers, the flowers. There were about 21 women, all older, you know, elder women mm -hmm. in their 20s to their 70s. Mm. And we all were dressed in red and white. And we all, she had a ceremony so she could know the sacredness of this thing. But um, I think if we weren't, I think we'd be boring. I think if we weren't having sex or intercourse or play, I mean, and sex, by the way, sex for us doesn't happen in the bedroom only. Mm. We we can put on some music and dance like we had, like we had, like we 16 years old and they turn off the lights in the basement. And you know, sometimes we're cooking together. It it's it's we cook meals together, we we do all we spend a lot of time together and we don't get tired of each other. Mm. You know, he has his own, we have our bedroom. Mm -hmm. He has his own room and I have my own room. And I think that's important. Um, an office space. Yours is an office, mine is a room. <laughs> you turned your room into an office. I turned mine into a... <laughs> a relaxing center. Yours is your pleasure zone. Know what you doing there, you know that? Yeah. So what else would you want from us? So listen, uh, we uh, we usually do a quote of the week, and one of I I was looking up quotes, but I think what I want to ask you are, I have been thinking, and I I really want to hear a lot. Um, I want to know your take on this too, Ade. Um, I have homeboys who are all like about getting their dick sucked, right? And they're just so impressed with their little penises, and they just want it sucked. They just want it sucked, whatever, right? And they don't necessarily think about what it feels like to give and I've been thinking a lot lately about the relationship when when it comes to pleasure the relationship to giving and receiving that like to really know pleasure there's something connected to being able to give and receive as opposed to just giving and as opposed to just receiving what do y'all think well I've known some young people who um in and out of jail. Every time you get out of jail, he sees another woman and has another baby. Mm. And then back in jail, come out next time, like four cycles of that, same person. Mm. Would you say that they have pleasure with sex? Are they just using women? Get off? That they care really about the woman? I would say no. I would say, um, They've lost the connection, <laughs> deep connection between the, well, between the 
the yoni and what's the penis? Lingam. The lingam. 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 Well, that's interesting because mm -hmm. the Sai Baba would bring up a lingam and it's a golden lingam would come out of one of the masters we studied with in Egypt. Mm -hmm. I mean, in India, mm -hmm. uh, lingam. But the idea that um, this, I think, stems really from what Claudette was bringing up about patriarchy and the uh, point of view that men see women as uh, object. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as objects. Um, and that they see themselves something else. I don't know what men have, who you have to be to see a woman as an object or a female as an object. Um, but definitely not in tandem with pleasure. They don't, they don't go together there. I'm just gonna use you to get off and how you feel afterwards, who cares? I think that is very patriarchal. It's, it's um, whoo, I just noticed, I think my, my, my father going through that and losing my mother for a moment mm -hmm. because uh, of the hammer and the nail point of view. He's the hammer, she's the nail until she balked and, and vaulted and left. Mm -hmm. Took him to become much more uh, relaxed and into himself and giving before she came back to be one with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, they lived years out together. There, there was a moment in which that relationship just broke apart. And that's similar with us. That's exactly similar to us. I don't want anybody to think that 36 years is an easy ride. Mm -hmm. um, I would say we had three separations and one divorce in mm -hmm. our 36 years, although we never left the house, you know. But I think, um, I think, you know, when I work with mothers and or I ask girls that if you had a brother in the house, um, it became very clear that mothers raise boys. We, we're responsible for all of it, mm -hmm. for all of it. We're responsible for how the girls turn out. We're responsible for how the boys turn out. You know, the bo the girl got to cook, clean, da 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 da. The boy, all he has to do is take the garbage out. Mm -hmm. The girl has to come in and be home, and the boy, even if there's a father in the house, the boy can stay out longer. And ba ba ba, they get high five when when the father and the boy or some older guy and the boy or the boys themselves saying, "I got this one, I got this one." That's high five. I remember when I was in twelfth um, grade. That's when I had my first boyfriend, and and I used to be in his house at two, three o'clock in the morning. Late at in years later, I wondered how could his mother mm -hmm. allow me a girl to house that late like what the mother was condoning the the boys inappropriate behavior and they get celebrated but i can tell you since i since i've done the subliminal the submissive work there's a difference in you know, they speak about, and there's a difference in sucking a penis for their pleasure, for the pleasure of that it gives them, or interacting with the penis out of devotion. Mm -hmm. 
and there's a there's a whole and I find that the energy that comes back just from sucking is immature, is elementary, is it's you're still like, oh, I got my dick sucked, oh, I got my dick sucked, oh my, you know. But when it's from there's a dance of submissive and devotion and um, surrender, the comeback is different. The comeback is, and now you dare. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to provide for you, dear. Mm -hmm. Because of I that. hope we're answering the questions for no, you. No, you are. It, this is this is amazing. This is perfect. Like. I <laughs> I just can't even tell you how juiced I am. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self and your 30-year-old self? One thing that I, uh, I wish I was born now, mm -hmm. like your age. Mm -hmm because um, I had so much shame and guilt around, that I wasn't, I grew up when Twiggy was the model and Twiggy, yeah. the, the white gay boys invented Twiggy because mm -hmm. they, they took over the fashion world mm -hmm. and the girls looked just like them, no breasts, no hips mm -hmm. um, and tall. And I didn't look like that. And I was your complexion. I'm a darker skin, black. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, black get back. So my 20, my 20 year old self still, still was, um, in, still had sh shame, not guilt, but shame around my looks. Mm -hmm. So I would, the advice I would, if I was born now, cause I watched, one of my daughters that she got it going on and she's a big girl and mm -hmm. and she says to me at least every time I something ma ma you got to stop saying stuff bad stuff about your body mm -hmm. so I would I would say that to my 20 year old self mm -hmm. my 30 year old self I would have said and in my 20, 20, you know, I can count the number of men I slept with on one hand. Mm -hmm. um, I count the number of women I slept with on the other hand. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I was never sexually active because I think, because I was Christian. Um, but my 30 year old self, I would just say, write it. I, I, I write it, write it. Like, but write I have up. no regrets. Ride me, ride me. Take, and that's the name of my business. Taking women higher, ride me, ride me. I remember going to Jamaica and riding the horse in the ocean, in the water, riding that horse and then I was just riding that horse and it's, it's the feeling of taking me higher. Um, it's my feeling. It's like, hit it girl, whatever, just, you know, I hear, I said to our day, 
for the last six months, all I keep hearing in my head is, there's way more to you than this. Uh. There's way more than you than this. Hit it. So, you know, I've done pole dance and I've done the Tantra. I, I love Adrian's book, Adrian's Brown book. Mm. I'm all up in there. Mm. I've done the, the BDSM. The I live the queer life. It's mm. like, oh, the, I'm no mistake. Mm-hmm. I am not a mistake. I'm on this journey for some reason. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, the reason I say I'm on it t- for today, and it may change tomorrow, but today is for me to unleash that for other women. That's right. Assist other women to unleash that. So I think, I think if I wasn't a coward, I would be a sex therapist. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to do that. I've been thinking about going to school for that, actually. At the very least, doing sex coaching. Yeah, I would. I would want to be an integrity, an integral sex therapist, where I can work with people without. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I would w- love more women to have pleasure. What did you say? You cut out, uh, I think it froze, but you said you would work with people who did what? I would want to be a sex therapist with integrity, not those slimy sex therapists that are inappropriate with women. Uh huh. And, and, you know, like Thank just you, inappropriate and try to and manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to be that, but I, and that's the image I have, but. And I don't all the reason I wouldn't be a sex therapist because then all my spiritual friends would think I went to, to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ade? What uh what would you what advice would you give to your 20 and 30 year old selves? I don't I don't know how to answer it. I I'm just sitting here listening to Claudette and it's like sex is happening right now between us. Mm. <laughs> and I'm getting this uh, you know what endogenous morphine. Mm-hmm. That's what the eight and eight endorphins. endorphins are called. That's the long word is going up and down my back right now. I mean, I'm just turned on by listening to her, to her vision, to her sense, her passion. Uh, that's what, that's what does me. I'd say to a 20 year old, when I go back to being 20, I tell you the patriarchal, it was all over me. So mm-hmm. it was dividing. It was conquer. It was conquer. You know, whatever I see that looks like it's not going to be mine, figure out how to strategize how to get to it so I can pop that, I can pop that cherry. You understand? And, and that was the big deal. And now, but it was, I, I look back now and I, I just want to ask forgiveness for all those women. You know, I like it was a whole lot, you know, <laughs> but for those few who I got through to, I got that chair. I just want to ask their forgiveness. You know, and say to the 30-year-old, you know, now that you look back and see what happened, I huh, I think having a, a older woman to teach me uh, sexual um, prowess was important in my life. Mm-hmm. I picked up being a, I was a clerk in a supermarket when she picked me up and said, you know, I, can you bring my groceries home? And those groceries kept coming home, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's about 10 years older than I was. I was, I was. I was maybe in my second year of college, if that much. 
Maybe, no, I wasn't even in college. I was still in high school. Who knows where I was? It was so crazy, but she taught me, you know, she schooled me. And then, but still that, that conquer thing was there. And I would say to 30 year olds, you get, get over it. Instead of conquering, look at becoming one with somebody, having a sense of their pleasure coming through. You know, be about the other person is what I would say right now. I'm not about my own selfish jerking off, you know, however you want to do it. You want to do it in the hallway, hold it and hold my penis and jerk it. You want to suck it, You I, the car, the hallway, any erotic, is erotic, is that what it is? <laughs> any place that seem off bounds, that's why we want to do it, you know? Mm. Do it in the locker, do it in the locker room, in the bath, I, it's crazy. The, the machinations that went on back then, I would say, get through it, get over it, because what's missing is the relationship. Is the is the relationship because oh man, I think about my daughters and what I what I did what I didn't or could have done for them in my 30s that uh because I had no idea mm -hmm. that it was that they were gonna be I didn't want them to be objects, but anyway, I saw them and it took a while to get over that, mm -hmm. you know, to get ah, this is not an object here. Mm. This is a human being. This is a person who comes with the same thing I got. Mm -hmm. And got to get out of this paradigm of divide and conquer. Just mm. got to get out of it. That's what I would advise. Find another way to be together that complements. It's interesting because I think that guys often think that to be intimate means that you have to be in love. And like we can have this thing between us in this for whatever however long this moment is and surrender to it we can be intimate and 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 uh loving towards one another without you without it being now we're all in love and it's a forever thing like and i think i watch guys um kind of uh compartmentalize themselves because they're scared that if they're intimate in that way then it means that they're going to fall in love and, and and so I would love for guys to understand that. And also when I, when you were talking earlier, Ade, you know, one of the things I think that uh, patriarchy does is it doesn't let people understand that we all have feminine and masculine principles, right? So when you were talking about that, her, the, her submissive makes your uh, dom stronger. And you were, you were talking about the, the archetypes and the, the different gods and goddesses, like that that her feminine is like the manifestation of the feminine in you and your your masculine is the manifestation of the masculine in her and i, I think people get that twisted like it when it's not just an opposite like we have those principles in us too that need to be fed i like what celeste says she said mommy oops <laughs> <laughs> um she's i like what my daughter says when she goes you know, a switch. Mm -hmm. You can switch, mommy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She said, because daddy can switch too. And then you have it all. All right, that for uh, our listeners who don't know what that is, a switch is somebody who could be, they could play both roles. They could play submissive and dom, dom the dominant role. Um, 
and they they learn both of those or they can, it's interchangeable. All right, Venus, you got any? You got you got your fun fact. You got a question? What you got? I got my fun fact. What's your fun fact? Okay, let me pull up my fun fact for you, darling. Hold on one quick. I darling. Yes, I was prepared. Okay, so. <clears throat> I have two fun facts. Two of them. Should I do one or do both? She said to you, we do the two fun facts, we'll talk about them, and then do the Fab Five and close out. Okay. Okay, so... Postcounseling.com says, older people have some of the best sex. Too many people assume that retirement age means retiring from more than just your job. It means giving up hope that you will have an active sex life. This does not need to be true. Not even when you're talking about menopause, says Sarah De La Torre, MD and OBGYN at Seattle, Seattle OBGYN group. In fact, having a lot of sex and a whole lot of sexual experience can mean your sex life is more fulfilling than younger people's. Following a healthy lifestyle by exercising, eating right, and managing stress are the keys to a healthy bedroom. If you're still experiencing some pain or loss of libido, though, make sure you talk to your doctor about treatment options. So that's the first one. So you guys are a clear testament of this being true, right? This is facts. You guys have been stating facts. I want you guys to know that I get real shit, okay? <laughs> this is what I do, okay? And the other fun fact. Hey, real quick, you know, uh, the second highest population for STDs are elders. At, right. Citizen homes, yes. The first are teenagers. <laughs> the second are elders. Because they're not going to get pregnant. And they just be in there just <laughs> having all the sex. <laughs> Protect yourself, folks. Take care of your genitalia. Okay? This is not your, if this is not your single partner that you know that you have like a continuous sexual health count with, then make sure you use condoms. Okay, okay. <laughs> the next one that comes from the same site, coastcounseling.com says, sex is a powerful medicine. Mm -hmm. Having a happy, regular sex life isn't just good for your mood, but studies have shown it can also improve your heart health, boost mm -hmm. immunity, and lower your risk of some cancer. Just a few of the many unexpected health benefits of sex. Researchers say it's because good sex lowers your stress levels, improves hormone balance, and even counts as a little exercise. Best workout ever. <laughs> it is. It is a great workout. Mm -hmm. I always think about like, uh, I would love to, to study the connection between fibroids and women having fibroids, especially black women and uh, sexual trauma, like the, what, like the, the disconnect from their sexual selves. Um, and I, I wonder how, how connected those two things are. I always think about that. I'm fortunate I, I didn't have that. that you I didn't have, have fibroids. Me either. Me either. Sure. My friend said, um, she was like, you don't have fibroids? She's like, I thought all black women do. I, said, I have a lot of sex. Mm -hmm. Like that part of my life is very, very active. Um, and and I think like like there's a way, 
you know, Louise Hay talks about um, a lot of the diseases that happen, especially are uh, steeped in like sexual guilt, mm -hmm. sexual guilt and trauma. Um, Catherine Mace, Dr. Mace talks about mice, 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 she talks about that too. Yeah, and I work really hard not to have guilt around my sexuality because it's so because it's so strong and I didn't want to and I don't think that that's going to change I think that I've wired that way and in being wired that way I think what happens with wildish nature women is that when we're wired that way we have all that junk that you were talking about unpacking and if you're not careful you attract punishments for it and punishments show oh, up absolutely. diseases or absolutely or absolutely and 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 you also will attract it to reinforce that you've been victimized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. It's a, a, the, the living proof, yeah. Can I tell women how they can reach me? Yeah, we're, we're gonna do this thing called Fat Five and then we'll, then you, we'll close out and you can tell give them all your information, okay? Okay, great. All right, so Fat Five is, tell them, Venus. Feelings, fears, fetishes, fantasies fads meaning what's trending in the world right now or it's just a sexual trend that you know comes up for you in the moment so again it's feelings fears fetishes fantasies fads as in f-a-d trending topics so each of us are going to pick one of them and we're going to close out with like our thought on what, whatever that is. So you could pick feelings, any one of them. And then we all just pick one and talk about it. But it has to be a different one. So maybe I'll start. Okay. To talk a little bit. I am going to go with fantasy okay so i got a good fantasy so i got a fantasy that a man flies me out to some place random i don't know what place he wants to fly me out he just wants to fly me out right and i'm like oh okay he just he sends me an email and, and it's just a it's a, a ticket stub it's a boarding pass get your ass to the flight just bring a backpack that's it. Don't Okay. I'm a shower and I'm gonna make sure, but you know, my backpack is my go bag. So ladies, you know, what we got up in our go bag. We got our hygiene. We got our panties. We got our, we got everything we need to go, especially when you're going out the state somewhere random that, you know, and it's just flying you out. Okay. So boom. So I get there and he's not there to pick me up, but he sends a car. Mm, the car is there to pick me up, honey. It's a black car with a black man. It has my name on it. <laughs> I get in the car, but it's not my name. It's the name that he calls me. So nobody knows this name. It's a special name. I don't know what the name is, whatever name it is, right? So it's special name. It's there. I'm the only one that's gonna walk up to that name. You feel me? So get in the vehicle. There's wine, there's fruit, there's things for me, and there's a note. The note says, you're on your way to the hotel room. Your clothes will be laid out ready for you. Take a shower, get ready. 
be ready by 8.30. Great. I get ready. And then when I get to the spot, there's another note. You know, there's a lot of notes around, right? Because that's what makes it fun. You're telling me what to do. You're leaving me instructions. And I love and following instructions, right? So even though sometimes I'm very defiant, but that's besides the point. So I'm following these instructions where I'm at the room. I read the, the next note. The next note is telling me where I'm going. So I go back downstairs to the same black car that picked me up from the airport. I get in the black car and it takes me to some upper echelon restaurant. Now, on the note, it said, when I get into the restaurant, I go, I say a name at the hostess. The hostess will take me to the table and he will not, he will be sitting at a table across from me and he will not speak to me and I will not speak to him. And we will ignore each other for quite some time. And we probably will even separate and meet each other at a bar somewhere and still act like we don't know each other until he comes up and he's like, you're very beautiful. I want to come home and I want you to have me tonight. And I tell him no, and then he grabs my ass and he's like, you're gonna take this. And I'm like, okay, take me wherever you wanna take me. And then he takes me in the bathroom and he fucks the shit out of me. In the restaurant bathroom? In the restaurant bathroom. <laughs> and then he takes me back to the hotel and, and we shower. And then he worships my body from head to toe. And he tells me how much he's missed me. And he could not wait to kiss all over my body. And he has to hurry up and kiss my body some more because my flight is at 6 a.m. And it is now 2.37. Well, okay. <laughs> That was an off the dome fantasy right there for you, baby. Hey. <laughs> that was an, an, an involved fantasy. Getting <laughs> better. Am I getting better? Because it was a better, way better fantasy than what I'm usually doing. Uh huh. No. See what we did to her? Yeah. We, we, we did that. <laughs> I did that. Well, you said you both share Venus. You both have Venus in common. That's me. <laughs> um, okay, so she took fantasy. So now there's fears, there's fetish. Feelings. Feelings and bad. So pick one of those. Okay, I'll just start. Um, fads. <clears throat> so the fad is to wear V-neck shirts, V-neck pullovers, and currently, and then what comes around is this uh shirt that rather than it's just a v-neck there's a a zipper all the way down and uh, it comes as a bodysuit and uh, i was thinking that it was for a male and then the next thing i saw in the magazine was that women were wearing it and it was a tight bodysuit with a zipper down the front and uh, but this particular advertisement was uh, in a way a hologram. And so it, when I opened it, opened up the magazine to look at the advertisement, it was this hologram of this woman with this, with this zipper suit on and it was tight on her body. And somehow or another, I could put my hand into the hologram and move the zipper all the way down 
to her yoni. And uh, when it got to the yoni, this, the whole thing just kind of melted and just there was her body. And I'm looking at this body and my hand is drawn in to touch her yoni. And I just begin to massage that yoni. And the next thing I know, the person turns in, begins to shift shape. And the next thing I know, I am actually looking at and feeling Claudette. <laughs> and I go, oh my God, what a way to start. <laughs> you all are too cute, too cute, too cute. <laughs> That's too cute. All right, Claudette. I don't have anything like neither one of them. Yours does not have to be nothing like those two. Okay, feelings. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Worst kind of feelings are emotional feelings. Talk that again. Say it again. <laughs> the worst kind of feelings are those emotional feelings, the ones that make you feel horrible and bad, that you can become addicted to and just feeling terrible. Mm. The worst kind of feelings are those feelings that you just want, you talk about it all the time to so anyone that could listen and just vomit all over them. Mm -hmm. I think the best feelings are the feelings when you feel yourself full. For me, it means that my, my hips can't stop rotating. I could feel, you know, every woman that I work with, her yoni has a name. My yoni's name is Samoa. Cause she always wants Ooh, some. some more. <laughs> and so that's the best kind of feeling when some more says to me, "Mommy, can I have some more?" <laughs> Listen, I tell people sometimes with these hormones, like uh. Like my yoni is like a, a Miss Pac-Man and she just want to go around the city gobbling up dicks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like that plan on a little hot shop of horrors. Like, <laughs> like, I just need it. <laughs> right, okay, some more. I see you. She said, <laughs> um, uh, fears, fetish. I'll talk about fetish. I, it's interesting um, doing this whole like uh, kink world, like getting into this kink world and having to reconcile my feelings around fetishes. There's something about fetishes that makes me feel dirty, right? And it doesn't matter if they, they foot fetishes, like any of that, because what happens is it, it feels like you don't see me, like you're not honoring my spirit, that it's just this thing that you're obsessed with. And it's particularly hard as a big woman when weight is what is fetishized. Excuse me, or I have a big butt. And so my butt is fetishized. And, I, and I'm like, you don't have to tell me. Like, you don't, men don't have to fixate on my weight 
or my butt. Like, if you like me, I know you, you're an ass man. If you like me, I know you like my weight. Even if you, all your women aren't big, I know that you're at least attracted to my bigness because I come in this package, right? And, but there's something about the overdoing of it, like the, where you make me this fetish. And so then it's like, uh, take out Kyrie, she insert whoever big woman. So then it's not about me, right? And like, actually the fa my favorite kind of guys that I like are the ones when you look at their women, it's all different kind of uh, women that they're attracted to. Cause then I know that they're authentically attracted to me and not just my weight. And it, it um, and I'm, I'm, I'm working to make, to be okay with people's fetishes. And I'm trying to work to be okay with weight as a fetish, but it's very, it, it, it it, it is a huge turnoff at this point. And I, <laughs> I'm struggling with that. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but right now I'm struggling with it. Um, well, this has been amazing. I am so thankful that y'all set your time aside to have this conversation with us. Um, I hope that we can do it again sometime. Um, I just think that it's important for couples. I hear people all the time say, oh, I can't do it because I, I have a partner or a boyfriend or girlfriend or something. And I'm like, why? how come you talking about sex has to be dishonoring to your partner? Like it, it doesn't make sense to me, but anyways, um, tell the people how, how they can find you. If they want to take your workshops, if they want to get in contact with you, what can they do? Well, my website has a place where you can, uh, reach me and my website is my name, Claudette, Claudette C.com. Claudette, C-L-A-U-D-E-T-T-E-C dot com and if you can't remember that you could send it to taking women higher now at gmail.com taking women higher now at gmail.com i love it mm -hmm. and i are they can they find you there or do they find you someplace else i'm right next to her <laughs> i'm with her do you ever do um have you have you put in like couples work in your in your um, yeah, I coach couples. We coach. I coach couples. He coaches couples, and I and we coach couples. Are y'all familiar with um, Rakim Seku and his wife and his wife's name? Now, I'm, I'm gonna send you his information. But we had him on as a guest, and he does. Um, he writes books, and they they do. Uh, they teach about polyamory. They work with couples who have been with together ten years or more around polyamory. In different forms of uh, relationships, open relating, and all of that stuff. And they do all the tantra. And he'd be like running, doing the energy work, running his fingers above her body, making her have orgasms, all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. It has been a wonderful night. Um, both. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Every minute. Um, Y'all, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Kai My Love, K H Y M Y L O V E. Hey, hypey, holistic healer, H-Y-P-H-Y-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-H-E-A-L-E-R. That's hypey, holistic healer, all <laughs> separate words, but all together. Um, on Instagram, hypey healer on Twitter, sexy side of size on Instagram. And yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you for your energy and your kindness and your openness and willingness to be here with us today. We appreciate you. Check us out on the 18th. We're going to have a live show, y'all. So tune in on Facebook Live 
at our sexy side of size. Um, we gonna get it popping with some BDSM with a dime and his subs. It's gonna be hot and spicy up in here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>